Hey besties, um, I'm currently recording this on my iPhone in an Airbnb, so sorry if everything sounds weird. Yesterday, my friggin' SD card that you put in the microphone broke on me. I went to go record this morning, and the microphone was just like, SD card isn't in here, and I was like, girl, like it is, but, um, I figured, you know what, iPhone quality, like, how fucking bad can it be? You know, if anything, it might, like, stop. Like, sometimes I feel like when I record on the microphone, it's a little too nice. And you hear everything, like, a little too clear. So maybe this low-qualityness will fit my low-quality lifestyle. That was a joke. I'm not going to talk bad about myself. Anyways, um... Yes, currently I'm in an Airbnb in Samara in Costa Rica because I just finished two weeks of my yoga teacher training. And I asked you guys to ask me some questions on my TikTok so we can talk about this and you guys can hear all the things that you want to know about it. But I'm going to start off by telling you some basics um i went to marion wells yoga school and she is absolutely amazing um i had to okay so this is this is the real deal my boyfriend is going to massage school in samara and i was like you know what like i kind of want to go back to yoga school So I went to yoga school. I already went once before this, and it was a terrible experience. It was, I was 18, and I just graduated high school, and I really wanted to go to yoga school. But my parents were like, dude, we're not, like, going to send you to, like, some foreign country. You're 18. Like, what? So they sent me to a yoga school in Florida, and I'm I'm forever grateful for it. But, um... It it wasn't real yoga school. It was definitely a fucking scam, dude. I was literally... They sent me to yoga school in Florida because I have family down there. And I was literally in, like... In, you know how, like, in Florida, they have, like, old retirement communities, almost? With, like, a pool. And, like, it's on a golf course. And it's just apartments with a bunch of old people. It was in one of those. And it was me and another girl. And we cooked all of our own food. And this lady would just come to our apartment every single day at five in the morning and it would start off with her playing a youtube meditation every day at 5 a.m and we didn't even practice in a real studio we literally practiced on the carpet of our apartment and that was literally that was literally it so um that wasn't fun at all and I felt like I did not learn a lot from it at all. Like, one of my... I taught... After I got that job, I found a job teaching at, like, a therapist's office. Like, twice a week for a month. So, I probably taught, like, what, eight classes? I don't know. I don't feel like doing the math. But it was all friends and family who came to the classes. So, it was basically just, like, a confidence thing and getting my confidence levels up teaching in front of them. But they would ask, they'd be like, my wrists hurt when I do this pose. And I'd be like, um, like, I don't fucking know <laughs> what to tell you. Like, I felt like I didn't learn, like, anything from um, that yoga school. And if you ever see a yoga school 
I kind of want to tell you guys just so you don't get into the same shit that I did. It was like Coco's Yoga or some shit was the yoga school in Florida. And it was terrible. I was just literally basically in a Holiday Inn on the carpet doing yoga with this lady. And, like, it just sucked because I felt like she took so much advantage of me being, like, an 18-year-old whose parents didn't want her to leave the country. But, um, yeah, so I chose to go to yoga school again because, one... I'm sure you guys have heard me talk about it, but this whole summer I've been immensely depressed and my boyfriend was moving to Costa Rica. I wanted to move to Costa Rica, but like I am a firm believer of doing things with purpose. And that's when I found Marion Wells Yoga School. So we had to fly into Liberia and then we stayed the night in Samara, me and my boyfriend. And then they drove me to the yoga school, which was in Nosara. And Nosara is like about like an hour away and it's a beach town. But then when I had to drive up the mountain and we stayed in this super nice like mega mansion with an infinity pool and an outdoor like yoga rancho, which was fucking awesome. It was great. Um, And I guess I guess this I guess this is where I'll get into the questions. Actually, no, I'm not going to get into the questions yet. And it was me and nine other people and Ron and Marianne, the people who ran the yoga teacher training. And there were people of all walks of lives, life, lives, all walks of life. Um, There was a girl my age. There was a boy who was like 24, a girl who was 27. And then there were a bunch of, like, 40-year-olds who were fucking awesome. And I loved hanging out with them. I think the oldest person there was 55. But it was so amazing how, despite our age difference, we all became best friends by the end of the week. And it didn't really feel like there was an age between all of us. And it was so fucking awesome. And everyone there had loving hearts and it was a beautiful thing to be surrounded by them and grow with them within the past two weeks that we spent together. Um, I guess I'm just going to throw in the questions when it makes sense. So what does a day in the life look like? Um, day in the life. Um, okay. One thing you need to know about Costa Rica is that the sun sets here at like 6 p.m., And I am so used to working till at least 10 p.m. And then going out with my friends till like midnight. Usually at the latest. I usually go home pretty early. Pretty early. But because of that, waking up at like 7.30 back home was hard for me. But a day in the life in yoga school. Um, Wake up at 6 a.m. Well, practice starts at 6 a.m., but I would wake up around 5 just to, like, wake up a little bit to feel before I started practicing. Um, I would drink a cup of coffee, maybe journal a little bit, and just... I would really just be in the moment. We were literally at the top of a mountain where you could see the ocean and the clouds and the fog would roll in every day after thunderstorms. And it was like the most mystic thing I've ever seen in my life. And some mornings I honestly just like wanted to be. Anyways, 6 a.m. we had yoga practice. Um, Marianne, the head instructor, would teach us every single morning, 6 a.m. 
And it ranged from like a variety of different kinds of yoga because she wanted to show us all the different kinds. I guess. We did Tibetan yoga, we did Ashtanga yoga, we did Yin yoga, we did Kundalini yoga. We did every kind of yoga imaginable. And it was really awesome to see how these different types of yoga were taught and the traditions that go with them. And it was awesome. Every morning it was a different practice. We even did kids yoga on one of the last days. And we invited some of the house's servers' kids into um, the practice. And they had a lot of fun. And it was so much fun to do yoga with them. And after our practice, it would be like an hour and a half practice with a 30-minute shavasana. Not 30-minute shavasana, but like, I'd say 20-minute shavasana. And then we would have a second to journal, meditate, do what you got to do. If you don't know what Shavasana is, it's basically when you lay there. And Marianne would always give us a guided meditation, which was fucking awesome. It was so awesome. I'm not great at meditating yet. So um, hearing Marianne's words really got me through every Shavasana. I'd say so myself. And then we would have breakfast at 8 a.m. And breakfast was easily the favorite and best part of my whole entire day. Um, Once again, you're on this mountaintop, just looking over the infinity pool, looking at the ocean. And it was just fucking amazing, dude. So amazing. And every morning for breakfast. So we had um, kitchen staff. People would cook for us. So we didn't have to worry about cooking our own food and everything was catered to us. It was so amazing. Um, But breakfast every morning... I always would have rice and beans with eggs, an avocado, and a pico de gallo. It was so fucking good, dude. And then some mornings we would have empanadas. Um, There was always fresh fruit options, like a whole platter of fruit to choose from. Mango, papaya, pineapple, strawberries, watermelon, anything. Oatmeal, yogurt, chia pudding, which was a personal favorite. And, um, nuts. Nuts were almost served with every meal. I don't know. I was super into it. I liked it. I I was really into it. And I feel like that's a tradition that I'm going to take into my own personal practice when I get home. We would always have a fresh juice in the morning as well. Um, my favorite was dragon fruit juice. It was basically just dragon fruit blended with a little bit of water, I think. But it was fucking awesome. So after breakfast, it'd be like... 30 minutes of eating and then 30 minutes of all of us just just like hanging out, maybe doing homework. Um, We had training manuals we had to fill out while we were there, which honestly I'm going to use for the rest of my teaching life because they're awesome. Just in case you ever forget anything, you could always just look in the manual. And then around 9 a.m. Sorry, I got to yawn. We would go down to the Rancho, which is basically an outdoor yoga studio with just an awning over it. I don't think an awning is the right word, but it's just a roof over it. And then the, it was just beautiful hardwood and it was awesome. We would go down there and we would talk about the practice that Marianne taught because she would teach things such a certain way. I feel like everybody's used to yoga classes nowadays where you go and they just say the name of the poses where it's like, take a deep breath in, go to downward facing dog or go to warrior two and it's like if you're not well versed in yoga and know what a warrior two is you don't know how you're supposed to feel and how you're supposed to get into the pose so she really went into depth about how to teach 
the pose rather than just saying it. Like downward facing dog, go into table pose, curl your toes under, send your hips back, lift the knees off of the ground an inch and send the hips up and back into downward facing dog, extending the legs instead of just going to downward facing dog. So while we were practicing in the morning, we basically had to listen to her and see how she was teaching and we would just talk about it and we would take into consideration what we liked about that day's practice what we didn't like about it and then we would workshop poses so we would have a list of poses that we had to go through on the daily so one day we had to workshop downward facing dog chaturanga and like headstand this is this is just me naming naming random poses these aren't poses that we had to do in one day but there was like three poses you had to workshop every day and basically we would learn how to teach the poses front to back we would learn how to adjust people while in the poses which is like if their body doesn't look right we go up to them and like we move them slash adjustments can be super yummy as marianne would say i don't know if anybody's experienced this but when you're in a yoga class in like pigeon pose or something and the instructor comes and pushes your hips down and it just feels nice to be touched so we learned a lot about adjustments and then we learned modifications. So say somebody can't reach the ground and they're forward fold, we'd be like, oh, go grab some blocks. Or say somebody's not placing their heels down in a downward facing dog and you don't have to, um, you could put blocks under their feet or blocks under their hands to bring the feet closer to the ground. It was a lot of, it was, it was so much. It was like so much to learn. Sorry, I just kind of dropped my phone. It was so much to learn in one day, and I feel like my brain is flowing with yoga knowledge, but it was awesome. But we would workshop poses until about lunchtime, so it was just a whole lot of doing yoga with each other. After the workshop, and we were done learning how to teach all the poses, we would go up to lunch, and lunch is around 1.30, so it went from like 9 to 1.30. That's like, that's four hours of just like, learning how to teach these poses yeah so that was awesome learned a lot it was definitely fucking tiring and then we would go to lunch lunch was always like a soup and a salad with some nuts and like roasted vegetables it was so fucking good some days we would have meat some days we wouldn't it was always so good and so fresh and eating well this past trip made me want to feed myself this way for the rest of my life and um it's definitely going to be making some changes in my life for sure. So then we had like an hour break for lunch. Um, hang out, do your homework, fill out your training manual, jump in the pool, do what you got to do. And then afternoons went like one or two ways. We would either have student teachings. So the way it went most of the days, we would break up into groups of five. And it started off with teaching one pose to the group of five. Or teaching four poses to the group of five. Or then it turned into like five, six, or no, after like four poses, then we went into like five minute teachings where it's like you teach for five minutes, then you would teach for 10 minutes. And um, Ron and Marianne would come watch how you sequence your poses and how you taught them and give you positive or negative feedback. Actually, it wasn't ever negative. It was just feedback. Like it doesn't need to be positive or negative, but they just gave feedback on how they thought that you did teaching that day. It was so helpful for me. 
I think so, to learn about. And um, I loved it. And it was so awesome because we got to practice on each other before going out into the real world and teaching. And it was a safe and comfortable environment to practice teaching. And it was awesome. So we'd either do student teachings in the afternoons or we would do pool school. And this is basically us just sitting around the pool learning different things. We studied the yoga sutras while we were there in the namas and niyamas. And we would go through them and Ron, Marion's husband, would explain everything. Because they would be, the way the yoga sutras would be is just so complicated because it's like translated from some kind of language and then Ron would translate them further to what it means. It was almost like a riddle. It was almost just like completing riddles. And um, I got so much good wisdom out of Ron and I think I'm going to make a whole podcast called Ronism. Basically, we'd either do student teaching for four hours or we would do pool school for four hours and it was awesome. And after that, we would do some kind of spiritual thing. We would either meditate and chant, which was awesome, or we did this thing called an angel shower or an angel wash. And it was just a whole lot of love that we gave to each other. I just can't even explain like the activities we did together. So almost every other day we did a chakra activity, which was awesome. And we would, one for the throat chakra, we would talk to each other and tell each other how proud we should be of ourselves or like one person would give and one person receive so say I'm talking to somebody and then they Marianne would be like oh like talk about pride to the person and the other person can't say anything and you'd be like you should be so proud of yourself because you did this and you came here and you conquered that it was just so many nice words given to each other and I don't want to like spoil anything but I cried almost like every single night after the meditations and all the loving words that we gave to each other and it was awesome if it was a chakra activity we would go back up and listen to music relating to the chakra while a video played with pictures of the chakra on the screen and we would sit there and we would draw our version of the chakra and then there were reflection questions right next to the drawings and it'd be like how do you think living your best life what what is living your best life like what is your definition of a good life and do you feel like you truly love yourself it was so many like touching journal (laughs) reflections where i was just like holy shit like it was awesome it was so awesome to reflect always and it was a it was a good time for mental peace i guess And even after doing the yoga sutras, the Ronism stuff, there would be like four reflection questions after those. And they all were relatable. You know, it it was almost like shadow journaling in a way, if you know what that is. It was awesome. And then, sorry, my bed creaks. And then we would get dinner. And dinner was always, we would have like chicken, roasted vegetables and rice. And always a salad was there and always a juice was there for every breakfast, lunch, and dinner. It was always healthy and good. And then one night we had Mediterranean food. So it was like quinoa with, um, I don't even, I don't wanna say it's cilantro, but it was like quinoa with like bell peppers and onions and feta cheese. And then we had olives and a hummus spread, a tzatziki spread with chicken. 
and salad. I'm literally so hungry right now. <laughs> so this is this is getting to me. And it was fucking awesome. And then after dinner, they would bring us out a dessert. And the dessert was always like dates with peanut butter and cacao nibs. And, it, you know, it, w- it was good. It was fucking good. I'm into it. I'm not a very big, like, sweets person. If you put a chocolate cake in front of me, I'm, that's not really my gig, you know. But if you put, like, a f- fucking plate of fruit oh my god why did that take me so long to say in front of me i would lose my mind i'm getting so hungry just thinking about it right now (sighs) anyways and then it'd be about 8 p.m at that point and i we would maybe hang out and talk for a little bit and then be in bed by 9 p.m and be asleep by 9 p.m and this was awesome i the sun setting at like 6 p.m around here really makes you prioritize your health i'd say because you want to go to bed early and wake up early especially if you're an active person like this morning i went on a run about like 6 30 and i was still dripping sweat the sun was like fully up by 6 30 so tomorrow i'm definitely gonna get up a little bit earlier but i just wanted to cuddle with my boyfriend because i haven't seen him in two weeks but living by the sun and the moon i think is something very important for your lifestyle. I know once it gets into snowboarding season for me, it's, I usually work in restaurants, but I'm going to try and change that because I don't think it's good for my lifestyle, but the money is fucking amazing. So it's hard, but so used to getting off work at 10, having a drink with the homies after work and then waking up at eight and snowboarding. But I definitely want to take everything I learned here and living by the sun and the moon and put it into my lifestyle. That was a day in the life and it was fucking awesome. Before I went to yoga school, I didn't feel like I could sleep alone in my own house by myself because I was so used to sleeping with my boyfriend. And every single night I would death scroll myself to sleep on TikTok or I would watch The Office until my eyes burned to fall asleep. This was so unhealthy, (laughs) so unhealthy. I realized that this is just not the way to go. So when I was there, I feel like I got in the routine of fucking getting off my phone and just simply going to bed. And I don't know if it was like a safety thing that I was worried about sleeping alone in my house or what was going on. Definitely shutting off the phone and just going the fuck to sleep helped a lot. And we were taught some meditations on how to fall asleep. So if you guys ever want to hear anything about those, let me know. If you're looking to enhance your spiritual journey with positive affirmations, I Am and Co. has an awesome affirmation card deck. I think with 30 different positive affirmations in it. And this is one that I read to myself every single day in Costa Rica. I am safe. I trust my intuition to lead me down the right path. Looking back on my trials, I see that I am still here and thriving. I always end up better, stronger, and wiser. I have proven to myself that I will always make it time and time again. I am safe. I have had some spiritual moments with these affirmation cards. Um, My best friend and I used to sit and read these to each other and literally just cry our eyes out. (laughs) It was, they make you feel good. They make you feel very good. Even just sitting in front of a mirror and reading all of these to yourself at the beginning of a day is a fucking awesome start to your day. I always take, I not always, but when I was super obsessed with these cards, I would always put them 
in my pocket when I was snowboarding just to keep keep the fucking affirmation with me. And it was awesome. And if you want to get yourself an affirmation card deck, I I like I'm highly recommending it, guys. They're so fucking cute. Um I'm obsessed with them. Go to I am and co I A M A N D C O dot com slash magarol and you can get 10% off of your order and you spell magarol like m-a-g-e-r-a-l-l you know i actually reached out to them because i thought it would be awesome for you guys to get these cards and incorporate them into your daily lifestyle and also i'm trying to make a little bit of bag here since i am in costa rica for a month or two or three without a job so i'm like low-key trying to do the influencer thing but i really trust me if i'm telling y'all about a product i like have to believe in it so yeah okay back to the q a what did you do in order to prepare for the trip and the yoga school so marianne the yoga school marianne wells um she asked us to read or try to read the yoga sutras but we just went over all of it when we got there and um yamas and niyamas that book is so fucking good um it's a beautiful addition to your spiritual journey as well and i think everybody should read it you don't have to be going to yoga school to fucking read it um i actually read it when i was about like Sorry, I thought that was thunder, but it's just people walking. I read it when I was about 18 years old when I was doing an internship for a yoga studio. And I loved it then. And I definitely want to buy it again and read it over and over. And I think it's a staple that I am going to keep in my life forever. And I'll forever recommend it to anybody. Um, Other than that, we had some homework we had to do. Anatomy homework. It was a PDF that she had us print out and fill out. And she never checked it or anything, but the anatomy and homework included the poses that we'd be workshopping in classes. So it was very handy to have to learn about all the muscles and bones. And there was also some Zoom calls. I think there was four Zoom calls before we went to the in-person session, but it's basically just going through anatomy slides. And I think it was about an hour once a week. Yeah, but that was pretty much it. But... I definitely had to prepare mentally because I feel like it has changed me so much and I was fucking so depressed and so anxious before I went and I honestly didn't ever see myself getting better and this just fucking showed me that there is light in the world and I think fucking everybody should go to fucking yoga school. Especially Marianne. Marianne Wells Yoga School. It was fucking awesome. Ron and Marianne are the sweetest people ever. And I I love them, dude. They made me feel so loved the whole time I was there. Everyone there made me feel so loved the whole time I was there. And it's not like my boyfriend wasn't doing a good enough job loving me. But I've told you guys this. But living in Tahoe as of recent, I just... That environment has fucking fried me to, to the T. And I have people there who love me, but... I feel like I was just in a toxic environment, you know, (laughs) where it's all anybody does is just drink, party, snowboard, skateboard, which is cool. But, you know, I'm 
I'm bigger than that, and I know I'm bigger than that, and I know it's time to grow. Sorry, that was kind of an off-spin of preparing for yoga school. I was so fucking anxious before I went. I don't know what preparing means or what this question really meant. Like, oh, did you have to read anything? But I'm just going to get into this. I was so anxious before I went. Like, I was supposed to be at my boyfriend's house the night before because our flight left at, like, 4 a.m. the next day. And... I was so anxious just getting all my shit and packing it up that I didn't leave to drive to his house until midnight that night. Because I was just like, I don't think I can do it. I don't think I can do it. I don't think I can do it. And I fucking did it. And I'm literally so proud of myself for doing it. Not to toot my own horn or anything, but I feel fucking good. What was your favorite part and least favorite? Okay, I think this all just goes into one section. One thing that made me uncomfortable was that I was going to have to be in this, I know this sounds so spoiled, but I was going to have to be in this house on a beautiful hill with an infinity pool in Costa Rica for two weeks and not leave. That was hard for me to do except at first. But then I thought to myself, when am I ever going to have uninterrupted time to work on myself for two weeks ever again? And then I started taking it in. But I definitely got cabin fever for a second where I'm like, oh, like, am I ever going to, like, get to leave? (laughs) But um, that eventually went away, and it fucking felt awesome. But another uncomfortable thing is that I had to work on myself. And I don't know about y'all, but sometimes I like to close the door when the skeletons are in the closet. Meaning I haven't been acknowledging a lot. I haven't been doing the things I've been supposed to be doing for the past couple of months when it comes to my mental health. And being here, I like actually had to face it and do the fucking work. I had to do the work here. And it was so uncomfortable, but it made me grow so much. And this has made me develop a mantra for myself for this year, which is sit through the, dis- <laughs> sit through the discomfort and beautiful things will happen to you. And I'm really just holding strong with that one and allowing myself to sit through all the discomfort that this life might provide me. But I know that beautiful things will happen in return. So that being said, (laughs) my least favorite part was probably all the sitting on the floor while learning. And this is just like such such a like a weird fucking thing. You know, this is just coming from me. And... I just like when we were workshopping poses, we would just be like sit that those four hours we were workshopping poses. I would just be like sitting on a block or on like five mats to try and cushion my butt for like four hours. And I'm used to standing all day. Like I'm a highly not highly active, but I literally usually snowboard all day and work until 10 p.m. at night. So I'm on my feet most of the time. So sitting down for a second just like wasn't wasn't it for me I didn't like it I was like holy shit like this made me realize that I can't sit for long periods of time time long periods of time and I have terrible posture it's fine you know but it's cool whatever yes that was probably my least favorite part and if that's like my least favorite part of this whole experience that really says how awesome the experience is all right why did you decide this was the right step for you now and how did others react when you told them basically i probably wouldn't have gone to yoga school again if it weren't for my boyfriend moving down to costa rica 
And I felt like the reason I was coming to Costa Rica was to be there for my boyfriend. But the reason I came to Costa Rica after going through yoga school was to fucking go to yoga school. And I didn't realize that at the time because I was just like so focused on being with my boyfriend. But, you know, at the end of the day, that was the goal. That was the goal that the universe had planned for me. And um, I'm so happy that Seamus moved down here and now I'm down here and it feels really good inside. I didn't really have a step. After post-grad, I was just like, what the fuck do I even do with my life now? So I had no step in mind. So when my boyfriend was like, yo, Costa Rica, do you want to come? I was like, yeah. So <laughs> I guess that was the right step for me. I'm, if you guys know this, I'm kind of a nomad. I don't like being in the same spot for long. So it was kind of an opportunity to move to a different country for a little bit and experience life in a different way. So that's just where the right step came from. And basically when I told my parents, they were just like, nice, but like, didn't you already go to yoga school? And I like basically had to explain to them that like, the yoga school I went to, like, really wasn't good, you know, and I thought I deserved a better experience, and they're like, just make sure you're not chasing a boy down there, and, like, I, like, kind of (laughs) am, like, I'll be honest, I kind of am, but, you know, the more I am spending time here, well, yoga school was two weeks, I didn't see him the whole time, and that was fucking awesome, that taught me more about my life than Catholic school ever did for fucking 18 years of my life, now I'm just, fucking chilling and Samra working on myself and I fucking deserve this time to work on myself you know I've been putting it off for so long and it's fucking time to work on my god himself so when I told people they were just like you already win I was like yeah but and they're like okay like whatever you're fucking paying for it and it was expensive I won't lie to you guys it was really expensive the flight was like 1200 in itself the yoga school was like four grand or something but it was worth it. It was well worth it. So all I did this summer was work to pay this shit off. But I, I'd say it was fucking worth it. Is anyone not super flexible there? So like I said before, we had people across the board in like age, size, and ability levels. And it was fucking awesome. And I think we all kind of thought that we were going to be the worst one in the room. And none of us were. You know, we all had our strengths and we all had our weaknesses. And yoga really isn't about being flexible at all. I mean, I guess flexibility comes into it if you're doing, like, some crazy, like, fucking vinyasa flow type shit. But in this yoga teacher training, we... Marianne just taught fucking perfect, dude. Because I know a lot of us nowadays are so used to, like, doing vinyasa flow classes or power vinyasa classes. And we really got to go slow here and hold poses for a long period of time and i fucking just i just thought it was awesome the flexibility i felt like just didn't matter as long as we were putting our full effort into whatever to whatever stage we were in in our pose you know like my wide-legged forward fold i probably wasn't going as far down as the girl next to me and then guy next to me wasn't even as far as down as i was and then there's a girl across from me that was down the same size that i was and you know, and it was okay. Like, yoga is not about flexibility. So, yeah. Next question. Um, things you were looking to achieve going into it and unexpected benefits. <sighs> Dude, 
I like I really had no expectations going to this. I was just kind of hoping to like learn more about how to properly teach yoga and I fucking damn right did. I learned so much. It was crazy. It was, it's not crazy. We're working on using more positive language. Um, it was amazing. I learned so much about anatomy. I learned so much about teaching poses and why we do those poses. Um, and most importantly, Ayurveda is something we learned about there, which is basically how a yogi lives their lives. It's about like what they eat and like how they get up in the morning, like morning routines. It's helped. It helped me develop a morning routine because everybody needs to be a little bit grounded. Uh, everyone deserves to be grounded. Everyone does. And I have been, I haven't had a morning routine in so long. I really haven't. And you need to have a morning routine that you could do absolutely anywhere. My morning routine in Tahoe would be like, oh, like go jump in the lake, you know? But like, if you're in like fucking New York City, you can't just go jump in the lake, you know? You can't just go paddleboarding. You have to have a morning routine. You can do absolutely everywhere. So I was able to develop a morning routine at yoga school, which worked for me, which involves going on a walk slash run, doing yoga, drinking water, meditating, and journaling, which is something you can do absolutely anywhere, which I think is fucking amazing. And it's really helped ground me in the morning. And if you get up at 5 a.m. and you do that whole morning routine, by like 7 a.m. you feel like you've already fucking kicked the world's ass. So that was an unexpected benefit that I took in. And I, I swear, I have to do a whole podcast on Ronisms. I learned so much from that man. And I, I, I just feel like I have like so much more wisdom after going there. And I learned so much about how I want to live my life and how I can help others transform and live their lives more clearly. So there's a lot of unexpected benefits. And I also realized that I deserve to treat myself better. Like morning, not morning routine, but in Tahoe, I'd literally like wake up, eat a fucking breakfast burrito and like go snowboard and then eat a regular burrito at like 5 p.m. And that was like how I was treating myself. And I'm like, holy shit, dude. It's like... I realized I don't want to treat myself to lose weight or, like, fit in with a that girl aesthetic. Like, and I also want to do a whole podcast on my opinions on that girl aesthetic because I think it's fucking lame. But I want to fucking treat myself better because I deserve, I deserve good things. And I realize the way I treat myself today reflects on how I treat myself for the rest of my life. And I don't want to fucking die of a heart attack or anything like that. Both of my grandparents... Both sides of my grandparents. Um, my grandma Linda, she had a stroke. My grandpa Bob, he had a heart attack. And both my grandparents that are still living, both have pacemakers in their hearts. And I don't want to be there one day. And I really want to treat myself well so I can live a long, fulfilling life and not be dead. <laughs> like, or have really bad health comp complications, you know? So it made me fucking think a lot about how I'm treating myself, you know? And how I can help others treat themselves better. So yeah, that was a very big unexpected benefit. Has it expanded the way you view yourself and view the world? Completely. I don't know about view the world. I think I'm getting pissed off. <laughs> I not pissed off. I just I just can't get pissed off anymore. But 
I, I don't know. Viewing the world, I'm not sure. Viewing people themselves, yes. I feel like I care more about the welfare of others, which is a beautiful thing. And how I view myself, I realized that I'm the creator of my own life and to go where good things feel good. And I can change my life at any given moment. And I am the creator of my own life. And I feel like I knew that all along, but I just needed someone to kick me in the ass and tell me that once again, that I am the creator of my own life and I can change anything I want to change. And I could wake up tomorrow and change my whole lifestyle if I wanted to and live that way for the rest of my life. So it made me feel very powerful to say the least. Where will it lead you afterwards and what opportunities does it give you? (laughs) I don't fucking know. (laughs) I guess the opportunity to teach yoga. Marianne is a highly accredited yoga school. So if anybody who knows what they're talking about sees it on my resume, I think it'll gain a little more respect, which is awesome. Well, afterwards, I'm literally just sitting in Samar right now in my Airbnb. I really want to find a mini studio to teach at even for free, like I don't even want to get paid, but just like, I just want to teach more now. And I'm very excited about it. And for opportunities, there's like a couple places where you can teach yoga for free stay, which I think is awesome. And not to mention job opportunities, which is rad. You get paid, like say you're working at a studio, obviously you get paid. You can work, there's a website, I forget what it's called, but you can teach yoga twice a day at like a resort in Cancun for two weeks and only pay 500 bucks to stay at the resort in Cancun. So you get highly discounted vacations, like at like club meds and shit. So I'm, I'm super into that and I'm super excited about that. And now I have a trade in under my belt, which I think is awesome. I'm not sure what to do with that information, but yeah. How was the transition? I think this is talking about how did it, how was it going from my normal everyday life to um, life at yoga school. And the transition was definitely, um, it wasn't even rough. It almost felt like when I walked in the door, I knew what I, I should have been doing this shit the whole entire time. Like I should have been feeding myself well and going to bed early for however long I've been going through this, this depressive episode. And it just almost made me feel nice and babied and safe and comforted. So it wasn't too aggressive. There were a couple times where, like, my head just, like, hurt from taking care of myself so much, you know? But I knew that in the long run, if you sit through the discomfort, beautiful things will happen. How did I apply? Um, I'm pretty sure you just need to put a fucking down payment down on marianwellsyogaschool.com. And then Ron and Marianne will call you to see if, like, you're a right fit. And, yeah, that's it's pretty much easy from there. Opinions on Bikram and hot yoga. I think heated yoga is okay, but Bikram, heat allows you to stretch more into poses than anything else. It really helps you get deeper into poses, which is cool, but if your body can't do that without heat, then it's a higher probability of hurting yourself while in those poses. I think it's a great workout, but I'm pretty sure... Let me me fact check. Yeah. Um, Bikram, the man himself, was a super rapey dude, and he has a bunch of lawsuits filed against him, so I honestly just, like, fuck that. I don't want to fucking 
support a man's name who has raped a bunch of girls in the process you know and i get that it's a good workout but you probably won't ever catch me doing bikram and i i think i think it's a little fucked up that people are still people are still even yoga studios are still titling shit bikram and still supporting it honestly but you know it's a good sweat it's a good workout but i don't think i'm the kind of girl where yoga is not supposed to be a workout it's just supposed to be a way of moving my body you know after I get the certificate, does it have to be a full-time gig? Like, do I have to keep practicing? Um, I mean, you should want to. You should want to practice, you know? Um, if you're going to yoga school, you're probably really into doing yoga, so you should want to practice. But no, I, I guess you don't have to keep practicing, you know? Like, you don't have to, like, teach to keep your certification up or anything. But definitely, I think after you go, you'll want to deepen your practice, more and more you know Alrighty, and the last question <laughs> have you ever farted during yoga no i honestly like in all my years of doing yoga i've been doing yoga since i was like 12 so that's 10 years now um i have never farted during yoga and it's so funny because um we were doing a yoga practice and my friend looks at me and goes i think i'm gonna fart and then we were all laughing about it after. And Marianne was like, hey, like, we actually have protocol. Like, if anybody farts, like, we just kind of, like, say, like, oh, it's good to release toxins from the body or something like that. And instead of just, like, awkward silencing it. I don't know. She's, I forget the protocol, but there's protocol for when somebody farts in yoga. Yeah. So I think everybody should go to fucking yoga school. I, like, want to send my mom there. It was just fucking awesome. You just feel so empowered and you learn so much about yourself. And it almost just, like, affected the way I want to live my life for the rest of my life. And I think everybody deserves to live a long, happy, and fulfilled life. Yeah, if anybody has any other questions, I I hate Instagram. Don't DM me on Instagram. Uh, <laughs> I literally only go on Instagram to post my podcast episodes. Email me at maggiegalloway8 at gmail.com if you're into that. And we can fucking talk. We can email. We can IM. (laughs) It'll be great. I'm planning on being more consistent with my podcast now that I feel like I mentally feel way better than I I ever have before. And I really want to fucking share some enlightenment with y'all that I've learned in the past two weeks. And I want to stay consistent with it. And I know you guys heard that little ad. And I'm trying to fucking be monetized. Make some money off of this shit. Because there's girls who fucking have like... I'm. There's people who have like 10,000 followers on TikTok. And I have 70. And like, I'm not making any money. And they make so much money. So if anybody wants to help me in my influencer journey. Or know any brands that want to like give me money. Then like, let me know. Because I'm trying to make this happen. I'm trying to stay in Costa Rica for a while I really enjoy it and I don't really I feel bad getting jobs down here because Ticos get the jobs first all the locals get the jobs first you know and I don't like coming down here just trying to steal their jobs you know trying to not colonize anything here not like that's what I'm doing but you you know what I'm saying okay y'all um I hope you have a great rest of your day a great rest of your walk a great rest of your run and I hope This wasn't too low quality, and I will talk to you next week. Goodbye, friends.